The Israel Report with Rolene Marks. I'm certain, I just feel we're going to need a bit more time, but unfortunately we don't have enough time to discuss everything that's going on in the Middle East, well, Middle East, the Holy Land right now. Joining us uh, from Israel, our correspondent, Rolene Marks. Rolene, good afternoon. Always a pleasure to have you on board. Good afternoon. What can I say? It has been probably the busiest news year I can remember. We're going to have to condense things down, yeah, because, yeah, before I walked into studio, uh, I've been reading up on what's going on. It just seems to be an escalation. The day of resistance, all the updates. Rolling, I'm handing it over to you. Okay, so as you said now, it has been a day of resistance all over the country from the south to the very north. In fact, some of the images coming in from Haifa in the north show people on paddle boards, uh, waving Israeli flags, uh, you know, uh, letting off, uh, I don't know what you call them, where you wave them around and different colored smoke comes out of them. Uh, I didn't need to see the guy in his speedo, though, but it's all in the spirit <laughs> of protest. Yes. But all over the country, uh, tens of thousands in Tel Aviv, but the main area of concentration today was around Ben Gurion Airport because of um, uh, the idea to delay or disrupt Prime Minister Netanyahu's mm-hmm. departure for Rome. So let's take a look at what has happened. There were some scuffles in Tel Aviv earlier as some protesters tried to, to block access to the Ayalon Highway. They were uh, removed by police. Uh, there was some exchange of uh, scuffles, but they, thank goodness this is not a repeat of what we saw last week. Mounted police also out trying to uh, prevent protesters who for the, the the most part have been very peaceful and in fact actually quite festive and been mm-hmm. fascinating to see some of the signs that people are holding up. One that I saw just a couple of moments ago was a picture of Theodore Herzl, the founding father of modern Zionism with his head in his hands. That infamous picture on the, on the bridge wow. in Basel mm-hmm. in, in, in Switzerland. Um, but uh, some arrested in Jerusalem but uh, released from detention but around Ben Gurion Airport which is now open again uh, a lot of protesters gathering around the entrance perhaps the Prime Minister has departed for Rome everything um, peaceful the airport authority have said that all flights departed without delay so mm-hmm. it's proof that you can have a democratic protest without uh, interrupting the uh, air traffic control, but uh, you have to feel for poor, for poor um, Pentagon Defense Minister Chief Lloyd Austin, who has arrived in Israel to meet with his counterpart and various Israeli officials. Uh, he he landed to protest and to all of this. He met with Prime Minister Netanyahu inside the airport. Um, they reportedly discussed, amongst uh, many things, the expansion of the Abraham Accords. He met just uh, a short while ago with his counterpart, Yoav Gallant, and he stressed an independent judiciary is an essential part of democracy. This is something that we are hearing not just from the Americans, not just here in Israel. We're hearing from governments all around the world. And uh, a, a news update just in 36 former IDF generals, including the former chiefs of staff, Gabi Ashkenazi and Shaul Mofaz, both uh, Shaul Mofaz having served 
in the Likud, Gabi Ashkenazi, having served with uh, Ya'ila Pet's party, Yeshatid, have signed a letter calling for reservists uh, that are refusing to show up, please not to do that, please to leave the RDF out of political disagreements and to allow it to remain the people's army and to show up for duty in the spirit of the volunteerism of reserve soldiers in both times of routine and emergency. Now, one of the reasons that we've seen such a massive outcry from the military establishment is because there is real concern about the override uh, clause, should it be passed, what that could mean having to take uh, or potentially uh, take orders or, or, or follow the uh, orders of people like Betzalel Smotrich, who caused a massive controversy last week when he said that he believes the Palestinian town of Huwara should be wiped off the map. He has apologized, saying right. he, he did not know that his, his comments would be taken as a director for the IDF. And this just gives you an, uh, just a little bit of an indication why the military establishment is probably the loudest voice we are hearing against these proposed overhauls. But uh, just a, a note to Betzalel Smotrich, you shouldn't be saying those comments anyway, uh, regardless of uh, who might interpret them as orders. There seems to be a hint of reason now. We're settling amongst uh, all parties and all, uh, shall we say, sectors of the community. As you say, peaceful protests and now uh, people apologizing. Let's just hope now that reason will prevail and sanity will prevail, uh, Rolin. Uh, let's move on now to uh, Israel slamming uh, the decision of South, Af- of South Africa's parliament to downgrade ties. What's the position there? Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you haven't been following what's been happening, uh, the South African Parliament voted on a resolution to downgrade ties with Israel. Now, this was a, a point that was taken at the ANC conference, I think it's now four years ago, to downgrade uh, Israel's um, embassy in Tel Aviv to a liaison office, something that has already happened. They brought back the... Um, the ambassador of the time, Sisam Gombani, and didn't send a new ambassador. So uh, even though it hasn't formally been downgraded, it's literally been operating more as a, a as a liaison office than, than anything else. Now, uh, we heard language from various members, like a member, uh, an NFP member of parliament, Ahmed Munzur Sheikh Iman. I think he was one of the driving forces behind this, saying we are sending a powerful message to the world that South Africa remains a beacon of hope and a shining example of what is possible when we come together in pursuit of a more just and equitable world. I guess he didn't see the photo I just saw on Instagram of a man in Soweto having to bathe himself from a broken pipe. But um, this comes at a time... And this is what our Ministry of Foreign Affairs is saying. This comes at a time when uh, African countries are opening up more and more to the state of, of Israel, wanting to do more business with the state of Israel. They've called it a shameful and um, uh, uh, 
I forgot the other word that I was going to, uh, that I was using. Anywho, that's what happens on a Thursday. But <laughs> uh, the Foreign move. Ministry says, at a time when many African and Muslim countries are strengthening and deepening ties with the State of Israel for the benefit of everyone's common interests, it's unfortunate that South Africa continues to adhere to anachronism and the deterioration of relations, a move that will only harm South Africa and its standing. Uh, they called it disgraceful and shameful. Mm. And uh, there has been a press release by the South African Zionist Federation also expressing similar mm. sentiments and also saying, um, uh, rightly so, who this affects the most in South Africa, and that is the many Christian Jews and Muslims mm -hmm. who, who visit Israel right. on, a, on a yearly basis. You know, sitting in this part of the world, I can just shake my head. I mean, the decisions that are made are brilliant, but I think it'll dawn on them one day, very soon for that, for that matter, as you've just said. Israel cementing ties with many nations in the world and you know, the nations realizing in Israel's contribution. You know, well, let's just hope that they get to see this. We can only hope, can't we? Keep fingers crossed. Let's end off on uh, a memorable uh, note, so remembering an icon, uh, Chaim Topol, best known as uh, Tiver, the milkman from Fiddle on the Roof who passed away now at 87. Well, this is very, very right. sad. Um, he, he, I, I think many of us, when it comes to these kind of like iconic figures like uh, Chaim Topol, or who was known to most of us as Topol, who played Tevye, the milkman, based on Sholem Aleichem's uh, incredible Yiddish writings. Mm -hmm. uh, he passed away yesterday, surrounded by his family at the age of 87. Uh, he struggled with Alzheimer's for the last couple of years, but he Same really man. was yeah. iconic. You know, he was nominated for an Oscar and won the Golden Globe for his role as Tevye, mm -hmm. a role that he played three and a half thousand times wow. on the stage. Yes. Okay, uh, that, uh, that, uh, little, that little bit of trivia I was not aware of. Three, wow. Okay. What can I say? I'm here to bring you the, the political analysis and the, 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 the <laughs> trivia. But he said uh, that, you know, it's not so bad to be known for one role throughout your life. And if that is it, you know, I'm, I'm going to take it. But he, right. he was in uh, Salah Shabbati. This was a, a Israeli movie that really put him on the map here in Israel, but it was uh, Tevye. Uh, how can we forget uh, Tevye uh, 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 and his family in Anatevka that really brought him to global consciousness, and he will be greatly, greatly missed, but I think will live on uh, for eternity with his iconic roles. Certainly, indeed. Uh, you've just underlined the point, Rolene. Uh, to Chaim Topol, rest in peace. Uh, Rolene, we're going to have to leave it there. Thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. Rolene Marks, our correspondent from Israel, giving us the lowdown on what's happening in the Middle East right now.